Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, all you lovely people. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I'm Dr. Lauren Noel. I'm your host, a.k.a. Dr. Lowe, naturopathic doctor here in San Diego. You guys know me. Thanks again so much for the support. And I just want to, again, thank you guys so much for the reviews that you leave on iTunes because those just warm my heart more than anything. And I just encourage you, if you've been listening to the show and you love it or if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you guys. So please leave me a rating and also um, write me on drlaurennoel.com. I'd like to hear from you. Also, too, if you ever have questions, for future shows. I'd love to get them from you as well so we can ask them on the air and get an answer for you. I have had the most awesome last week. I went to the world's greatest speakers training in uh, San Jose as a Brendan Bouchard event, and it blew my socks off. This is the most unexpected week. I had no plans to go to it at all. I actually had patients scheduled and everything. And my friend, Dr. Jen Landa, um, just last minute thing said, hey, I got this ticket. Are you interested? And I said, I don't know. I'll see if I can make it happen. And we moved things around and we made it work. And it was it was life changing. I went in there feeling like kind of you know when you go through just the, the motions of your day, you kind of just get used to doing things a certain way. And uh, and it just really shook things all up for me and looked at all these new possibilities of doing speaking events and just ways that I can really get the message out there to the world. So I am just so grateful to, to doc, Dr. Jen Landa for doing that, um, for being so gracious to have me come along with her and just amazed. I got to learn from um, Bo Eason, who's an incredible performer on stage. He used to be an NFL um, uh, player and now he does trainings on speaking and Roger Love, who is like the voice coach. He's not even a voice coach. He's the voice coach. He works with Stevie Wonder. He was Michael Jackson's voice trainer, uh, Barbara Streisand, Prince. I mean, all like all the singers work with him. He's worked with um, he worked with Kira Knightley for her most recent movie called Begin Again. She wasn't a singer, and she pretty much became a singer because of Roger. Um, he's worked with uh, Reese Witherspoon and. Um, who else was it? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix from Walk the Line, which obviously won a ton of awards, and I think Reese won a, a, uh, an Oscar from that. This guy's just incredible. So I'm so excited. I'm going to be working with him to develop my voice. One for singing because I don't know if you guys know I love to sing. I think I sing on like one or two podcasts. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of keep it under wraps. But I, I want to start singing a lot more. And then also just my, my voice on stage and on the podcast. So just to learn different ways to, you know, help with um, just – just the pace of the voice and the melody and there's just so it's really an art and there's so much that you can do to, to develop yourself as a speaker so just really really fun stuff and um lots of fun to be able to just go out and just push yourself get out of your comfort zone you know shake it up um what else is new in my world let's see uh do 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 oh one thing that i'm going to start doing that i think will be really cool for you guys who listen to the show regularly i'm going to start and this is going to be just for my email list I'm going to start sending out a video, a weekly video of my favorite nuggets from the show. So for a lot of you, you don't have a half hour or an hour to listen to all the shows, but maybe you want to see just like a quick two or three minute video of my favorite points. I'm going to start doing that for my email list only. So if you want to go over to drlaurennoel.com, sign up for email updates, and I will be sending over a weekly video of my favorite points from the show. So it'll be a lot of fun. And you get to see my face because you only hear my, my, my voice right now. 
Um, what else? Oh, next week, mark your calendars. We're going to have Jonathan Baylor on the show from Calorie Myth. We'll be busting the whole calorie myth and talking about weight loss and nutrition and fitness. And he is just hilarious. He's one of my favorite people ever. And um, I think that's all the updates I got. So on to tonight's show. We have a very special guest on. It's been almost three years since he's been on my podcast, which is so sad. And um, back in the building is Mark Sisson, author of The Primal Blueprint and also The 21-Day Total Body Transformation. He's got lots of things in the works uh, for you guys and really excited to have him back on. He's a health and fitness expert, and he uh, runs MarksDailyApple.com, which brings in like I, don't, I need to ask him, millions of, of visitors each month. He uh, has a BA in biology from Williams College. He's a former world-class endurance athlete. He has a crazy marathon time that I need to even ask him what it was. It was like two minutes and some, or two hours and something. And um, also fourth place finish in the Hawaii Ironman World Triathlon Championships. He's just, he's amazing. Mark, welcome back to the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. So good to have you. Hello, Low. It's been three Hi. years, really? <laughs> Isn't that crazy my show has been around that long (laughs) yeah it's also just uh you know this this whole community that we've uh grown up in seems to have um have have started to really thrive and and look at how well everyone's doing and uh you know all of these contacts and connections that we've made and um and time flies when you're having that kind of fun i guess it's it's crazy. I mean, just to rewind three years ago, like the way that this has just exploded in the world. I mean, this isn't just little bubbles of people anymore who are doing this. This is becoming like a you know definitely nationwide, and I'm sure affecting the world like more than you probably ever expected, right? Well, I I, I have some pretty high expectations, so uh, we're we're <laughs> on our way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it it definitely has taken off, and it's very gratifying to see um, you know the success that. Uh, that, that we've had as a company here at Primal Blueprint, but also all of the all of the um, industry that has uh, sprung up around us, whether it's uh, you know new blogs, new podcasts, uh, the multitude of books, exploring all avenues of this uh, healthy lifestyle, um, the products, the restaurants. I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. All the paleo apps and eBooks and books and just the cookbooks there's so many i mean if you read all the cookbooks you'll never leave the kitchen there's so many different things to cook (laughs) (laughs) wow well what is new in your world it's been a a little while since i've seen you what's new in mark's world uh you know lots of um lots of good projects um the publishing company is doing very well we've got uh 20 books that we've produced now um all in this same space of lifestyle of health and sustainability um so we brought a bunch of new authors on and uh, very excited about that. Um, we've got events. We have a you know our annual Primal Con three-day experience in uh, Oxnard, California, at a resort on the beach coming up in September, uh, the 25th to the 28th. Very excited about that. Um, and the main thing that we launch this week is the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification Program, which was two and a half, almost three years in the making, but it's. It's really an educational experience for people to go online and in the privacy of their own home at their own pace to really dig deeply into the technology and strategies that we've developed through the Primal Blueprint to understand how to orchestrate um, a life for oneself that has the greatest likelihood of the outcome you seek. And um, so that's uh, um, just launched this week. We've got um, already had uh, a number of people sign up and go through uh, are starting to go through the program, uh, getting rave reviews on that. But that's um, 
that's like my baby that I've been working on for so long. Wow, that's so exciting. Good job on that. So if someone signs up, what are some of the things that they'll learn? I mean, is it something you can kind of tweak the diet for individuals? Is it a custom thing? Is it for just the general population or for doctors or health you know, I'm glad you coaches? Asked. Yeah, no, it's, it was designed for, um, ideally for health professionals, so uh, physicians, nurses, uh, physicians' assistants, uh, dietitians, mm. personal trainers, life coaches, uh, as a means of furthering one's knowledge in this area that uh, is so different from the conventional wisdom, uh, in a way that uh, takes a look at the entire lifestyle, digs really deeply into uh, using a template of the Primal Blueprint 21-Day Total Body Transformation Program, mm-hmm. which identifies some of the key areas that we fall apart in and make mistakes in and maybe have some faulty assumptions about how to do the right thing. Um, it's a very uh, a very detailed course. It's, uh, it's 110,000 words of text. It's uh, multimedia, so it's got some audio, uh, some video of me explaining it. Uh, every... There's 13 modules. Each module has an exam at the end of it. You have to pass that exam in order to move on to the next module. It's um, the equivalent of like a third-year college course uh, with wow. the idea that when you graduate, when you get your certification, uh, you can call yourself a Primal Blueprint certified expert, use that in your marketing materials if you're a professional, um, use, uh, have access to our uh, some of our intellectual property as well as uh, some of the uh, materials that we offer, uh, either for sale or resale, and um, you know, pre- presumably based on this added information, um, a lot of people are going to improve their business stature as a life coach or as a as a trainer or even as a physician. Um, the uh, the main idea, though, was to increase one's knowledge, and so not only is this designed for health professionals, but for individuals who want to basically sort of prove to themselves, I guess, that they understand this stuff and that they're embarking on a lifelong journey uh, aimed at ideal uh, health and fitness. Uh, so we've had a number of individuals who are not in in the health field and don't make a living at it, but who want to certainly um, further their own knowledge and use that to um, impact their families and, and them, themselves, their, their families and their friends. I love it. It's great. So someone who's a stay-at-home mom who wants to learn how to better, you know, help her kids or, you know, husband, and then someone who's maybe a dietitian who's been trained in just really conventional kind of, you know, food guide pyramid, or maybe someone who's like myself, a naturopathic doctor, and we want to just be able to get more specifics in the primal kind of lifestyle and diet to help our patients, right? So pretty much all across the board. Pretty much across the board, yeah. And it's really, you know, we, we talk a lot about the um, how-to in the Primal Blueprint and the book in particular. and um, But this is really not just the how-to and really digging uh, very deeply into the different nuances of, of how, how to do whatever and what to do, but also why. Understanding why uh, we want to make certain choices uh, if we have a certain goal in our lives and, and why maybe other choices aren't so uh, beneficial or, or um, you know why some choices are going to literally switch on genes that we know will have uh, an expression one way toward toward health and turn off genes that might uh, take us down a pathway toward illness or disease. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's been the essence of my work over the last 30 years is sort of discovering these hidden genetic switches and then making the, the, the concept of how to uh, recreate, renew, regenerate, rebuild oneself on a daily basis, uh, something that isn't just mystical and, and magical, but is really quite real and quite intuitive. 
mm-hmm. the idea here is that uh, with the understanding of how the body works, ultimately you develop an intuition about what the right choices are. So when you go out to a restaurant or you're, you know, you're faced with a new situation, you sort of are, are easily able to make a choice and make a decision, whether it's what to eat or you know, how to set the bedroom up to sleep or how much sun exposure to get in a new area. All of these things become intuitive rather than, oh, my goodness, you know, what, did the, what did the graph say or what did the chart say? Right. It gets very confusing for people, for sure. I definitely deal with this with patients at times. It's like, you know, tell them, okay, go paleo. And it's like, for me, it's so simple, but for them, it's like, oh, my, what is, what? I mean, this is a whole lifestyle change. So to go from, from just not having that knowledge to making it a lifestyle so it's not every single day. Because I think when people first go into this way of eating, it's a lot of, oh, my God, look at all these things I can't eat. Or look, all my friends are doing this and I'm doing this. I'm this fish out of water. As opposed to, like, making it second nature where it's like, no, I'm not going to eat that. Because, I mean, you know what it's going to do to your body. You, you have more of a knowledge of what it's actually doing. So it just becomes just easy, just effortless. Exactly. And, it's not, and again, it's not even about necessarily what's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. It's about life is a series of choices. And mm-hmm. my mission is just to educate people enough so that when they make a choice, I'm not going to judge the choice, but I would right. like to um, know that whatever decision you make or whatever choice you make, at least you have uh, knowledge uh, behind that decision. You know, it, it, so, yeah. you know if you're a full-on paleo and you go to a birthday party and there's a giant piece of chocolate cake put in front of you and you decide to eat it, doesn't make you a bad person, you don't lose your primal card, uh, you know, nothing, nothing like that's going to happen. I just want, <laughs> want you to understand that if you make that choice, here's quite likely what will happen in the next five hours. And if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, right. You're not a victim to ignorance. Correct. It's really your choice now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that. So do you have any kind of way of customizing it for women or, you know, anything that's, like, based on genders? Or is it just general, like, yes, primal there is, kind there's of? Yes, there's a fair okay. amount of discussion in, in, the, um, uh, in the course uh, about the differences between men and women and the, the reality that um, while we all uh, tend to process foods the same way and we all basically operate biochemically the same way, Men and women are fairly different in their uh, in the way the hormones influence what's going on, and we need to account for that. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of discussion about uh, how to craft a strategy for a woman that's different from a man, and how to start to um, you know understand some of the differences, some of the nuances, how to make the how to set up an experiment, uh, you know, the classic experiment of one removing certain things, adding things back. Um, all of that right. is covered in the course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love to dive into that a little bit of, of paleo for women. So what are, like, maybe the, just, like, the top, I guess, things that tend to be different for women versus for men? Well, um, you know, as women versus men, first of all, over the course of a lifetime, uh, the hormonal changes in women um, become uh, significant in, in terms of the differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big, the big difference is testosterone, which is a sort of a muscle-building hormone in men. Um, very prevalent in young men, not so much in young women, and, and very little in older women. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's sort of the, the, the hormone that allows for men to probably a little bit more easily burn fat, build muscle, and do the things that we talk about uh, you know, doing ideally in the context of long-term health and, and maintaining ideal body composition. Having said that, um, you know, there are ways to uh, take on uh, an eating strategy and a lifestyle strategy for a woman, particularly say, let's just say a premenopausal, peri and postmenopausal women, have um, 
different uh, requirements in the amount of calories they might take in. Uh, the discussion over the past several years in the paleo community has been that uh, calories don't count and it's or they don't matter. It's it's uh, you know if if you're if you've cut the carbs, then you can eat all the bacon you want and everything will be fine. You know, and um, I think that that's uh, led some people astray. That that the reality is at some point um, it is an equation that looks at calories burned versus calories stored. And for women in particular who tend to store calories a little bit more easily and, and may not be able to access them as uh, readily when they want to burn calories, that becomes the challenge. Uh, so there is some uh, attention paid to the actual number of calories that are going into someone who's trying to lose weight, for instance, or some, somebody who's trying to um, achieve an ideal uh, body composition. Then you have to temper that with... Uh, uh, with thyroid and, and some of the issues that if you go too low carb with a woman, uh, you might encounter some potentially um, debilitating, not debilitating, but disruptive uh, thyroid issues. So it's, uh, it's, 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 everything follows a template. as a basic guideline, but for the practitioner, whether it's a physician or a trainer or even a life coach, um, the, the real tool here is to use that template, but then to be able to guide the client or the patient or the wife or the husband, um, you know, in and out of these little um, testing zones where you can try something for a couple of weeks and see how that works and uh, take notes and, and notice how you feel and, and actually use the scale and, and, and measure things. Um, it really comes down to that if we have people who have reached a sticking point. So, um, you know, we've, I think in the paleo community we've sort of been a little bit oblivious to that because we we've sort of said, well, you know, once you've got insulin under control, everything is hunky-dory and everything is wonderful. And it does go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Do you find with the thyroid issue with the amount of carbs, that tends to be more of an issue for women, or do you see that it happens just as frequently with men? Well, I hear about it more with women. And not mm-hmm. that I hear about it very much, mind you, um, but when I do hear about it, uh, it, it tends to be more with women. Now, you know, we, that we could get into a whole discussion there about um, one of the other lifestyle elements, uh, the behaviors that we talk about in the primal blueprint, and that is sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? Because sleep mm-hmm. has a has an effect on uh, on hormonal balance, including thyroid. Uh, are you under a lot of stress? Um, some women, in particular, um, have a tough time handling stress, whether it's uh, the workplace issues, uh, you know, home life. I'm not picking on women, and I'm, I'm not singling women out, but in the general dynamic of male-female relationships, we see some of that. So we see the, the added effects of stress and cortisol um, come into play. Uh, we've had cases where we've had women who've had fairly good success adopting a primal blueprint eating and lifestyle strategy, and as far as we can tell, have dialed everything in perfectly, um, but still have plateaued or have stalled in their um, in their goal of achieving an ideal body composition or what they perceive to be an ideal body composition. And at that point, we may have to go back and look at, uh, you know, what happened in, in adolescence or where there are some traumatic experiences that uh, are causing the brain to kind of fight the weight loss right now. These are, actual, these are real issues that have to be dealt with sometimes um, before you can sort of release that weight and get on to the next level. Uh, that's an area uh, that that I'm very interested in, but I'm not a 
psychiatrist or, or psychologist, so I don't really um, spend too much time counseling in that area, but I, but I recognize that that's an area that is ripe for what we would call paleo 3.0. Mm, I love that. So do you guys go into the mind-body kind of mind-body connection in, in the program at all? Yeah, uh, you, obviously we have lots of connections. Uh, the Primal Blueprint is kind of um, it's constructed around these ten basic laws, and some mm-hmm. of them have a, a brain, you know, mind-body interaction pretty closely aligned. Play, for instance, um, using your brain. Those are two of the the key Primal Blueprint laws, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we uh, in my life. Uh, play has become more and more important as I've gotten older. And yeah. um, the, at, at the very start of embarking on any of these um, ways of eating or ways of living, I think it's kind of incumbent to sort of identify what it is you're trying to get out of that. And for the Primal Blueprint, I know for me, and I hope for most of my readers, I want to enjoy my life to the fullest. I want to be content, happy, fulfilled. So, you know, how those... those um, Adjectives are manifested in me. Yes, it might be I want to feel good about every uh, bite of food I put in my mouth. I want to enjoy every bite of food. But, you know, I want to be able to have the, enough energy to play and, and kind of go out and enjoy nature and hang out with my kids or my dog or whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to grind out eight and a half or nine hours of work a day, go home, watch some TV, and go to sleep. You know, I want to extract as much out of life as possible. So that that's really the mind-body connection that we talk about. And one of the, of course, uh, more ubiquitous roadblocks for, for that is this uh, hyperconnectivity that we have with, uh, you know, our, our devices and our gadgets and our uh, Internet connections and, you know, between Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and Dig and Reddit and everything else. <laughs> People get kind of lost and, and lose not only contact with with real humanity, but uh, that tends to have an effect on on mood and on uh, other areas of enjoyment of life. So that we certainly look mm-hmm. at that, and, and recognizing that in this modern world you can't just disconnect. It's just not it's just not practical. I mean, I make my living on the internet, so you know I'm not right. gonna, <laughs> I'm not just going to you know break my computer and just say that's it. I've had it. I'm done. Um, but it does require some amount of discipline to know when to shut down and when to to literally get up, stand up from the desk, walk outside, breathe in some fresh air, take a look at the horizon, uh, stop and see, you know, smell the flowers literally and, and hear the birds and so on. There is a real uh, hardwired connection in our brains that expects those sorts of frequencies. And if we don't, if we don't uh, apply those on occasion, there's a price to pay in terms of health. Mm-hmm. This last weekend, I, uh, Brennan Bouchard had, had shared a quote. He said that, uh, or it's a statistic, that if you, sh- if you check your email in the first hour of waking up, that your productivity for the week goes down by 30%. I thought that was fascinating because I know so many of us, we're, we roll up out of bed and gr- immediately grab our phones and look at Facebook or immediately look at Twitter or email or whatever, and instantly we are just, in reaction mode to everything that's coming at us, you know, friends, family, work, whatever. And then we go just, we're just reacting throughout the day, and we're basically, you know, adhering to other people's agendas. Um, I actually just had a call with a patient about this just an hour ago with my last patient visit for the day, and it just immediately puts you in that fight or flight. And I'm fascinated with this 
the concept of high performers and how high performers operate and go through the day. And I see you as definitely as a high performer, obviously with everything you've done with books and with your, your blog and with the certification. And I'm just amazed at everything I mean, with the publishing. I mean, all of it. It's just it's fascinating. I would be really curious how you start your day and what, what do you do throughout your day that you feel like really gives you more of that high-performing kind of edge? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I start my day with, uh, I'm still old school when it comes to news, so I really enjoy reading the paper. So I read two papers. <laughs> I read the Wall Street Journal and the LA Times uh, every morning. I get up around 6.30. I make a, a big cup of coffee. Uh, I don't eat breakfast, typically. Um, I, I'm very uh, conscious of using my brain, so I, I look forward to doing each of the seven puzzles that are in the LA Times. And I can usually do them pretty quickly on, a, on an easy day. I can do them in about 20 minutes. That includes the full crossword, the two Sudokus, the two Ken Kens, <laughs> the Jumble, and a few others. So, um, be, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, it's, there's a, it's like a parlor trick. There's a, there's a, a trick to it. But um, still, that sort of gets my brain going a little bit, and it's, it's play. It really is play for me. It's, um, yeah. you know, play, the, sort of the definition of play is, you know, being engrossed enough that you're invested in it, but having no attachment to the outcome. So, you know, on a day ah. when the crossword puzzle's tough, you know, if, I've, if I'm into it for 25 minutes, I, I'd say, okay, that's enough. That's enough for today. Time to move on. I lost. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, and go on to the next one. Uh, you know, then I'll, I'll go over to my desk. I, I work out of my house. I have an office in Malibu where my employees work, but I work out of my house. Um, I'll do emails, uh, you know, probably starting around... Uh, um, 8.15, 8.30, something like that. Do that for a while. Then I'll write for a while. Then I break, and I take a lot of breaks. That's probably the key to my productivity. So I'll go to the gym, or I'll go for a hike, or I'll go for a paddle uh, at around 10 or 10.30. Uh, and get So I get my workout in for the day doing that. And um, come back, do a little bit more work, have lunch typically around 1 o'clock. So the first real meal I have most days uh, is lunch at 1 o'clock. I eat in what's called a compressed eating window. So I become so good at burning fat. That's the that's the skill that we teach at the Primal Blueprint is is how to uh, how to become a fat burning beast and derive most of your energy throughout the day on your stored body fat. So I really I wake up. I don't feel the need to eat. I'm not hungry. Um, I don't feel compelled because it's breakfast time that I must eat breakfast. I eat when I'm hungry, and typically that's around one o'clock. Um, one of my no nos is I eat at my desk because I'm just uh, I, I do have some productivity that I have to crank out there, and typically that's when I get some good writing done. Um, and I work into the afternoon, and maybe 2.30 or 3 o'clock, um, I take a dip in my unheated pool. And in the summer, even in the wintertime sometimes, because this is Malibu after all, um, mm-hmm. I'll air dry in the sun for 15 or 20 minutes. So I get my, my hormetic exposure to cold, and then I get my vitamin D from the sun. And while I'm lying there, there's a transition period where you go from being cold from the water to being heated up by the sun, which is, which is spectacular. It's like a drug. And that's where I get some uh, moments of lucidity and moments of, of ideas and creativity, which I might take back into the office, um, work throughout the rest of the day, um, taking breaks. Uh, again, I, I take phone calls standing up. I have a stand-up desk, so I don't, really, um, I don't, I don't ever sit down at, at work. I have a stand-up desk. I'm standing on it right now. Actually, it's got a leaning post uh, against it, so I can lean a little bit but still have open hip angles. Um, I'm barefoot standing on a mat made of pebbles, so I have this uh, (laughs) sensory feeling on my feet. 
And I think it's the ideal workspace. I'm really, um, I wish I could, I mean, if I were in a different arena and I could do this, I'd probably be a consultant for businesses helping them set up workspaces so they could no kidding. Get, extract the most productivity from their, from their uh, employees. Um, and wow. the most appreciation, because it's kind of cool uh, doing this. So you're standing and, um, up right now? Yeah. I am standing <laughs> awesome. up right I'm gonna now. I'm going to stand barefoot. up right now, too. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, yeah, I could no more sit at the desk now. I've been doing this for about five years. And uh, one, of the, one of the products we have coming out in a couple of months uh, is a uh, multimedia digital product. Uh, it's a PDF book, an audio book and a series of 20 videos called Don't Just Sit There. And it's basically how to orchestrate your workspace so that you get the most uh, benefit, both in, in terms of health and in terms of productivity. That's great. Yeah. So how does your evening finish out then, after the afternoon? So then uh, my wife and I um, take a jacuzzi um, around uh, 6.30 or 7. And uh, then we have dinner. Um, I do watch some TV. There's just too much good television now. All right, to, you get a pass. What do you watch? Yeah, not, not to watch something. Um, and uh, But typically go to bed around 10.30, and uh, and then, you know, have a, I have a, um, uh, I live in a house where the former owners were so afraid of the Santa Ana winds, they installed storm shutters, metal storm shutters on all the windows. So those serve as perfect blackout curtains. So we sleep oh, in a perfectly cool. black environment. It's, uh, it's, it's really dark. Luckily, I've, uh, even though I'm 61 years old, I don't have to get up in the middle of the night to take a leak, so I don't have to stumble around in the in the total pitch black. But um, nice. is that too much information, Lo? No, not uh, at all. I want to know all of it. I actually want to know what TV shows you watch. <laughs> um, well, so I binge watch, um, and uh, so I, I, I wait till stuff is is finished, and then I'll binge watch it because I just don't like commercials and any of that other stuff. So. Um, we're uh, what are we watching? We're watching Ray Donovan right now. Um, okay. But I like Suits. Um, I did watch Breaking Bad. Um, I have to say, and um, you know, I don't. Uh, it's, it's just a segment of time, and and it's a it, for me. It is downtime. It is a, it is a time to unwind, and yeah. um, we allow ourselves enough time before we go to bed that we're not uh, you know anxious about right what not we wired just, what we just watched, um, and. Uh, yeah, then I get up, uh, get up in the morning and, and do it all over again, um, but happy to do so. Yeah. Did you ever get into House of Cards? I never watched it, but for some reason I could see you being into it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I yeah. watched House of Cards. That was an easy one. That was only uh, 12 episodes per season. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that was, yeah. So I'm curious, what's, um, and I know people wonder this too, what's kind of the typical day of what you would eat? Like what's like a, a typical lunch or a dinner or snacks? You know, what, what's on the plate of Marxism? Well, um, a lot, most days if I'm home, it's a big salad. The um, the iconic big ass salad, of mine. Uh, lots of vegetables and uh, some form of uh, protein, whether it's uh, salmon or tuna or steak from the night before. Um, and that's really the essence of my lunch. I don't eat a lot. I mean, it's a it's a good sized salad, but it's it's gotten smaller and smaller over the years. Um, I might have a snack in the afternoon of a handful of macadamia nuts or a couple of spoons, tiny spoons of uh, coconut butter uh, to take the edge off, maybe some blueberries. Mm. Dinner is typically uh, grass-fed beef or some form of fish or chicken or turkey meatballs or something that my one of my uh, – I, I have to stop and tell you that um, 
I have three cookbooks, the Primal Blueprint Cookbook, the Primal Blueprint Quick and Easy Meals Cookbook, and then Sauces, Dressings, and Toppings. And people go, Mark, you must, wow, you have three cookbooks. You must love to eat or must love to cook. And I go, well, you know, uh, no, I, I hate to cook. Um, but I wanted. I have a housekeeper who I trained to cook, so she cooks out of the cookbook for me. Oh, nice! <laughs> every day. So that's sort of how we uh, are are able to uh, eat great foods every every evening, and that's a nice luxury for which I am very grateful. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's one of the reasons for the cookbooks in the first place. Um, and that would be uh, some form of protein then, and some grilled vegetables or some steamed vegetables uh, with a little bit of butter. Um, maybe a glass of wine, although I've really cut back on my wine consumption. Um, I, I'm just sort of in the middle of my own experiment for a year and seeing uh, what differences I notice um, cutting out uh, wine. I was having pretty much a glass or two, two glasses a night for a while. And, um, mm. So I'm on, that, I'm on that path right now, and, uh, and that's it. And one of the things I've noticed as a result of my being, being so good at burning fat is uh, I've, I guess I'm pretty efficient with my calories because I, I can maintain muscle mass and be able to play hard uh, all, you know, all week long, whether it's ultimate frisbee or uh, uh, stand-up paddling or hiking or whatever I choose to do working out in the gym. I can do that on probably 30% fewer calories now than I did when I was um, eating lots of carbohydrates, doing the same amount of, of work, of actual work. So that was really one of the things that, one of, the, one of those revelations about, well, Maybe maybe it isn't about calories in, calories out as much as it's calories burned versus calories stored, and um, that's just something I've I've heard from a lot of people that once you go low carb, uh, one of the things you notice is your appetite sort of fixes itself, and you're not living from one meal to the next. You're not finishing lunch wondering what's for dinner, um, mm. and you can go as I do, go long periods of time without eating, and 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 basically not notice it and not have a dip in blood sugar. And, and not have any sort of the negative consequences that that one might have had in the old days of being dependent on carbohydrate at every meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do you take any supplements? Yeah. So I take um, I make a, a high potency antioxidant formula called Damage Control that I designed 17 <laughs> years ago for athletes who were looking to find a safe, legal way to maximize performance. And in this case, maximizing performance meant literally controlling the damage done by training. Um, so I take the master formula. Um, I, I do take fish oil because um, I'm a big fan of, of omega-3 fats, and I make, a, I make a fish oil product. I'm a big fan of probiotics, um, and I didn't used to be, but the more I read about gut health and the biome, the more I'm sold that I think a good probiotic is probably a, a good idea for most people. And I make one called Primal Flora. Uh, you may notice a theme here emerging low, but um, <laughs> I make things that I like. I make things for me. I, right. I, I design products that are um, not yet in the marketplace to the to the uh, standards and qualifications that I would have them be. So that's sort of the the, the genesis of uh, the supplement line that I've created. And then I make a, a high protein, moderate fat, low carb meal replacement called Primal Fuel, and I do use that on occasion. Uh, sometimes as a post-workout meal, sometimes um, in advance of, of a two-hour uh, Frisbee game or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just checked out the damage control formula. It looks really, really good. You use the high-dose nutrients like B12. You're using methylcobalamin. You don't cut any corners. I, I really like to see that. No, it's, um, it's been on the market for 17 years. I've updated it every time the research has suggested there be an update. 
Um, it's got, for instance, you know, 150 milligrams of CoQ10. It has 100 of resveratrol. That's a lot. You know, it's yeah. a lot. I mean, this is a no other company makes a, a product that's, that's anywhere close to this in terms of its potencies, particularly for those um, kind of esoteric extracts and and uh, phytonutrients like CoQ10 and green tea extract and grapeseed extract, resveratrol, lycopene, um, uh, milk thistle, and so on. Those are the those are these. Um, phytonutrient, phenol, antioxidant compounds that you could find in food, but you'd have to eat so much food uh, according to today's production methods to get those that it's, uh, you'd, you'd either, you know, you'd, you'd be uncomfortable at every meal having to eat that much. So, again, it's a, right. it's a convenient way to take advantage of the science, which suggests that uh, antioxidants are probably a good thing uh, for people who are trying to avoid oxidative damage in a high-stress world. Oh, huge, hugely important. And I tell my patients who do high-level performing that they have to eat healthier than even the average person because they're just creating so many free radicals with their normal oxidative process of, of working out. So I think that's great. And, yeah, 120 milligrams of CoQ10, that's great. I mean, most most supplements have, like, maybe, like any, like a multivitamin, have, like, 20 milligrams, something like that, because it's expensive, and the average person doesn't know how much to take. So, the, you know, the companies say, oh, yeah, they're going to see CoQ10, think it's great, but they're really just cutting corners and ultimately just being you know, kind of cheap. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so the product is for people who really kind of get the concept of supplementation, mm-hmm. understand it, and who would otherwise have gone into a health food store and spent 400 bucks buying those things by the yeah. bottle. Hey, you made a comment about uh, high-performance athletes that I thought was very astute, which was these, these guys, more than most, need to eat better than most because mm-hmm. of the uh, free radical damage and the high oxidative output. And yet... Those are the same people who assume that because they train so hard, they can eat junk. They can eat whatever they right. want with impunity. And what I, yeah. what I saw over a career, as, uh, first as an athlete competing that way and then as a coach, uh, was that the careers don't last that long because yeah. you do get damage. And whether it's, it may not be a, a, you know, an, uh, an acute injury, it might be a chronic thing, which I had, chronic tendonitis, you know, systemic inflammation that just manifests itself in different ways, which in some endurance athletes, that same systemic inflammation from a combination of crappy food and overtraining can impact the heart, can actually cause mm-hmm. heart disease. So yeah. uh, this, is, this is some of the evidence that we're starting to see from a lifetime of overachieving marathoners and triathletes, for instance, who didn't pay right. attention to their diet and who you know, who trained hard at all costs, um, well, that cost is starting to show up. For sure, yeah. There's a fire going on in the body, and it is affecting everything. I mean, it's all connected. So, right. Yeah. So I want to take a, a second to switch gears and go to some of the Facebook questions. So I have um, a question from Sonia, and she says, I recently switched to a paleo diet from a vegetarian diet, and I'm feeling great, making the transition well, but I'm wondering, are beans really that bad? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's a great question because as we go further on down this this road, which started with strict paleo and you had to cut out all this and avoid all that and no grains, no legumes, no dairy, it was like daunting for a lot of people. It's like, seriously, yeah. I mean, uh, what am I going to eat? I mean, there's only five kinds of meat I can name, you know, uh, <laughs> beef, pork, lamb, uh, maybe elk and bison, you know, and and uh, not if you know, you're Mark Sisson. I've yeah, seen your primal true. blueprint shopping list. Like, right, I guess a right, little right. primal, you know I love saying. it. And some people say, you, you know, <laughs> name me 13 vegetables you've had in the last year, and most people can't name 13. So it really, there aren't that many choices unless you uh, can include 
some other types of food, which is why in the Primal Blueprint we include dairy. If you're lactose tolerant, we say uh, butter, uh, artisanal cheeses, full-fat Greek yogurt, um, heavy cream, those are all great. Those are all allowed. You certainly stay away from the 2% skim homogenized crap that you might find in the store, but, but there's certain amounts, of some, some dairy that, that um, you know, tastes good, offers health benefits. Why would you eliminate that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we come to legumes, there are some people who have the gut biome that can help them digest uh, these otherwise uh, somewhat indigestible fibers um, raffinose, for example, uh, you know the the form of sugar that's indigestible in some of the beans, but some of the some of the um, uh, the bacteria in the gut use those very same uh, soluble fibers from beans and use them to support gut health. They create the butyrate that feeds the uh, the cells lining the gut, which is a good thing. So it may be that some amount of beans, uh, which we used to think uh, because they were just simply because they were in the legume family are uh, strictly uh, out of out of the you know off the list. Maybe some people can handle that, and and maybe they are appropriate for some people. So I'm I'm suggesting that at least in the context of the primal blueprint, which is really a kinder, gentler form of paleo. <laughs> right. Um, you know, if you're if you're okay with beans, I'm okay with beans, and and it comes back to. That what we said at the top of the show, this sort of intuitive sense that you can develop about yourself knowing what you know about the biochemistry of the body. If you say, look, when I eat beans, nothing bad happens. Uh, I like beans. I don't overdo it. Therefore, maybe I can eat beans, and maybe I can stay paleo while eating some, some forms of beans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up for including as much as possible in a diet uh, without compromising health. And if and if that's the case with beans, and so be it. Because I'm, as I as I also said at the beginning of the show, you know what I want to do is I want to enjoy my life. And if part of enjoying my life means enjoying a wide array of different types of foods, um, foods that that again do not compromise my health, then why would I not want to have as many of those great food experiences as possible? Mm-hmm. Great explanation. I love that. I think that was really very well said. And I've said on previous shows that I've, I eat some grains. I've added in some quinoa and rice, and I feel great. And I'm the queen of too much information, and I have glorious bowel movements. And I think quinoa actually contributes to that. So, again, it's listening to your body. But I couldn't have done that for you know, for for years because I had leaky gut. I had to restore my health. And so it's really about where you're at and what's going to work for you. Everybody's really different. Well, you also have to know what you can get away with. And I think... Um, I use that term sort of loosely, but but grains exist on a spectrum of pretty horrendous to not so bad. And Mm -hmm. on the not so bad end would be white rice and quinoa. They just, you know, they convert to glucose pretty rapidly, but they don't contain a lot of the anti-nutrients that we find objectionable. So if you're okay Mm -hmm. with the carbs coming from from rice, and I am, I don't pick rice off sushi rolls, for instance, Um, (laughs) then on that spectrum, if you're, like, I can't, I can't eat wheat. It kills me. And right, uh, so I, don't, I stay away from wheat, barley, rye, um, you know, millet on that end of the, of the spectrum. But I'm okay with things on the other end of the spectrum. That comes with that sort of depth of knowledge and, and intuition that what you're eating is, is appropriate for you and that the choice you're making, you know, isn't going to have you sitting on the can all the next morning, um, mm-hmm. unless that's your choice as well. So, you know, you have... You have a knowledge base and an intuition, and from there, you can pretty much craft an eating strategy that works for you, 
with full knowledge that you can tweak it whenever you want. And as long as you're paying attention to the results, um, this experiment continues, and you, you get to, uh, to tweak the knobs on your life, <laughs> if you will, for, mm-hmm. the, for the rest of your life with the idea that you're going to live a long, happy, productive, healthy, loving life. Mm-hmm. I love that. Tweak the knobs on your life. You control that. Awesome. Well, I want to take it to a caller. We'll take one caller, and then we're going to um, do one more Facebook question, and we'll let you get on your merry way and go dip in the jacuzzi with Carrie. Cool. Okay, so we've got a caller from the 770. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and what's your question? Hi, this is Lance from San Diego. Um, hey, Lance. First off, I would like to... Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, first off, I'd like to say I love uh, your website. Um, I've got a lot of great information off there, and one of the things I was looking up is fat content or the fat breakdown uh, as far as the percentages of poly, uh, polyunsaturated, myounsaturated, and saturated for oils, and I was reading about palm oil. And I just recently got done with the uh, Paleo Solution and, by Rob Wolf, and I'm working on the Paleo Diet right now, reading that. And both of them talk about palmitic acid and how that uh, raises the bad cholesterol and can cause heart disease. But then I just got done reading Chris Kresser's uh, paleo diet book that he just came out with, and he says that you can eat palm oil as much as you would like. And so my question is, um, I'm having about 60-plus milliliters or grams of palm oil a day to get my fat in because I have a hard time with coconut oil. I'm wondering, is that is that something that I should be worried about, um, especially the vitamin A content too? I mean, that's sky high up there as well. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, and first of all, it's ironic. Oh, thanks, by the way, Lance, for uh, for your accolades there. I pr- appreciate that for your acknowledgement. And um, mm-hmm. with regard to palm oil, it's ironic that I, I used to be I've been in the supplement business for a long time, and I used to design protein bars um, 15, 17 years ago. And uh, in those days, um, palm oil was like the no-no because of its high saturated fat content. And it was like, okay, whatever you do, don't make a bar with palm oil in it because that stuff will kill you. And all of a sudden, palm oil is like the go-to oil now. It's a, it's a, it's a great choice. Uh, it's up there with, with um, coconut oil for sure. And uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I just have to chuckle to think how, how things come full circle in this industry. Uh, and I'm, I'm a fan of palm oil. I'm thinking that 60 grams of palm a day is probably a bit too much, uh, that you could uh, maybe mix your oils up a little bit. Um, that uh, you say you don't like coconut oil, that's fine. There are, there are other. Well, no, I, I do like coconut oil. It's just that I have a super sensitive stomach right now, and the acid I'm guessing in the coconut oil or high saturated fat content just activates my stomach like crazy, and I get a lot right. of stinging and bloating. So I'm right. trying to look for a uh, substitute right now. And palm yeah. oil works, but like I said, I just. So what do you do with the palm oil? Where do you? How do you? How do you consume it? I just uh, weigh it out, and uh, it. I leave it on my counter so it's uh, more of a liquid form. So then I just measure out about 15 grams per meal. I'm eating about six meals a day. And I just measure out 15 and then uh, throw it in my meal, mix it up together, and just go to work. Wow. Um, And why are you eating six meals a day, if I may ask? You said, why am I asking six, uh, why am I eating six meals a day? Yes, yeah. 
Um, again, I'm I'm dealing with some really serious stomach issues. At least I, you know, in my vision, I'm dealing with some serious stomach issues, and I can't really eat more food in order to bring my meals down to about four to five meals a day. So I'm waiting for my stomach to heal so I can bring gotcha. that, that gotcha. number down. All right. Well, I mean, I suppose in that context, if it's 15, um, you know, grams, 15 milliliters at a time, um, and you can, you know, you can manage that, and you're using it as a, almost a therapeutic form of um, of calories. Um, yeah, yeah. Then I'm not going to argue with that uh, that that strategy. Um, and I go back to the original premise of the question, which is, I think you're, I think you're fine eating 60 grams a day. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. harm you in any way, shape, or form. I think you know, palm oil is sort of the new. Uh, the new darling of the of the fat industry. So um, yeah. go for it, and good luck with good luck with uh, in your pursuit of health. Oh well, I'm working with Doctor Lowe, so I know I'm going to be perfectly fine. <laughs> cool, great. Yeah, and I think the All other right, my thoughts guys. with this too. Oh. Yeah, I would just add a couple points. So with the vitamin A content, that's something that is tested, right? You can test your vitamin A with Spectra cells. That's a way you can kind of look and see is it too much for you. And then looking at saturated mm-hmm. fat, how much is okay? And there's also doing genetic testing with your ApoE to see if maybe high fat isn't so good genetically for you, or so that's a mm-hmm. way to you know, kind of customize that. So we can talk more about that, Lance. <laughs> okay. Um, and cool. if you have time, I know you're. you're if do I have time for one more quick question? Sure, we can do sure. a, just a quick follow up. Okay. Yeah. I uh, just wanted to, I guess, clarify or get your both of you guys takes on the palmetic acid. Is that something that, in just in general, because I know that they harp on that in both of those books, is that something that should be even considered? Um, it, I don't. I don't pay that much attention to the palmitic acid. I think that there's a you know, if you're eating a good mix of foods throughout the day, um, mm-hmm. there are a, a number of different fat forms, fatty acid forms that uh, that are going to uh, circulate throughout the body. And I'm, I, unless you've got some abnormally high level of palmitic, I don't see an issue with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Lance. I'll Thank see you, you guys. Mm-hmm. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks. Thank you. All right. So. Um, Mark, I'm going to I'm going to I think end the questions there. I wanted to see if you have any parting words for our listeners, anything you wanted to leave with us. Um also let us know what's on the horizon for you, what's what's coming up for you. Well, um parting words um is it would be um life is awesome and mm-hmm. uh there's always something new around the next corner that's exciting. So do whatever you can to um, to maximize that opportunity, which includes taking care of your health, and uh, stay excited and have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking to myself when I say that because <laughs> that's that's a mantra that I try to keep in Good the, in the for, <laughs> forefront of my own mind. Um, coming up for us, uh, again, the PrimalCon in uh, uh, Oxnard, uh, California, at a resort on the beach, a three-day experience where you immerse yourself fully into the primal foods, the primal movement patterns, uh, how they orchestrate sleep. We have 20 presenters, uh, some of the experts from around the world coming. Uh, still a couple of spaces left in that, and that's at primalblueprint.com. You can check all that out, as well as the information on the new certification program. Um, and, uh, you know, with that, um, I think I think that's enough. Uh, <laughs> don't you think? 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think we, we, we gave some really good content for our listeners. I just love listening to what you do every day. That was like my favorite part. I just it's the whole reality T V fascination thing. I mean I wish that there was like a day in the life of Mark like reality show. I could just follow you around with the camera and see what you do. It's just fascinating to me. So thanks for giving me a little uh glimpse of that. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Best of luck with the uh, certification course, and um, thanks again for coming on the show, and um, I will see you real soon. I hope so, Dr. Lowe. It was great talking with you, and um, I, hope we, I hope we do meet up again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that's the show for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. I love Mark Sisson. He's the best. He's like the paleo godfather. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, definitely tune in to next week's show. We'll have Jonathan Baylor on to talk about the calorie myth. It's going to be a lot of fun also. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, sign up for my email list. I'm going to be sharing my favorite nuggets from each show in a short video. So give you just kind of the – like the the Cliff Notes version of that. Um, So go ahead over to drlaurennoel.com and sign up for that, and I would be happy to share my favorite points of each show. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I will catch you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.